morning everyone. Today I'd like to talk about this Hwadu or Koan. All things are created by the mind. What does this mean? Each of us has this thing called the mind and this mind creates all things. Do you see this laptop? Someone thought that it would be really nice if it were of this size and if it had certain functions. And here it is. It's the mind's creation. And the all things created by the mind include not only those physical objects, but also mental objects. How do you see this world? The conception of this world that I have in my mind is the world I live in. Living in the same world, others can live in a very different world depending on their conceptions of that world. It's not only the world. The same principle applies to conceptions we have of ourselves and others. The conception of yourself you have in your mind, even if that's not exactly who you truly are, and even if that is just the mind's creation, it feels like who you are. Furthermore, based on what another person says, or an action of theirs, or even just a look, in that moment, we create an idea of what that was about. When we have right view, that moment is what we think it is. But when we don't have right view, our idea can be quite different from what that moment was actually about. Let's say you have this idea that what the other person just said or what they just did either ignored you, ignored your presence, or was simply wrong. When you have that idea, regardless of what the person's intention was, you may feel offended or angry. That anger is created by the mind. It doesn't end there. That idea that you had becomes a seed, a cause, and that may drive you either to say something angry or give the person an angry look. That is simultaneously the effect of the cause and a brand new cause. And then the other person would react to that, would be mad at you. That is again the effect of the cause. And that relationship will change. Or you may cut off the vicious cause and effect chain and plant a different seed. In this way, changes in relationships are created by our mind. It's not just relationships. When we think about it, our whole life is created by our minds. It's an endless process of our mind creating and planting seeds and receiving 
the effects. Then an important question arises. How should we practice? How then should we use our minds? The Dharma teaches us that the answer is already in us. It teaches that we should use our mind, use our original mind as it is. Our original mind, which is the same as the truth, is described as true voidness and marvelous existence. Then how can our mind's functioning reveal true voidness and marvelous existence? In the Diamond Sutra, there is a story about one of the Buddha's past lives. It was when he was called a practitioner of forbearance. There was a king named Kalinga. One day the king with his concubines went on a picnic. While he fell asleep after playing, the concubines were strolling around and came across an ascetic practitioner meditating. One concubine asked him to teach them the Dharma, and he did. The concubines were totally mesmerized by his talk. Watching this scene, the king flew into a rage. The king asked the practitioner, what do you teach? The practitioner answered, I teach forbearance. The king said, can you still practice forbearance after I cut off your arms and legs? And then he dismembered the practitioner's body. But the practitioner, who in a later life became the Buddha, although he was being torn limb from limb, did not feel anger or animosity towards the king. But how? The Buddha's mind was true voidness. He didn't have the idea that he was harmed. He must have felt pain. However, he didn't have the idea that the king harmed him. That's why he didn't feel any anger or animosity true voidness. It is different from trying to calm the anger that arose. It is different from trying to turn aside resentment and forbear animosity. There was nothing to forbear. In my case, let alone my limbs being cut off, it is hard not to feel disturbed even when someone does me a little harm or offends me a little bit. One day, someone asked me to help person A. I had been trying to reach out to A, but A had not been really responsive to my message. So I was hesitant and it was not an easy task. But because the deadline was coming up pretty soon, and because I knew it was something very important to A, I started working on it. 
I stayed up late doing it, but I could only finish the first half. I emailed A, the first half, saying I would continue working on the last half. Since I knew that the deadline was really close, I stayed up all night to finish the last half and finally sent it to A. Later, I found out from someone else that A had submitted the work without incorporating what I sent. And I haven't yet heard any response from A. I wouldn't have stayed up all night if you had just let me know that you had submitted it already. A thought arose. And a long train of thoughts and emotions could have arisen after that. But I stopped and thought, I have not been harmed. Although I suffered from a bad headache the next day and could do nothing, I realized that in my mind there was no harm and thereby no anger and not even the thought I have not been harmed. It was true voidness and one moment occurred to my mind, the moment when I told her with my judgmental mind. You won't be able to finish this if you keep procrastinating. <laughs> Although it was a good intention, my judgmental mind delivered it poorly and it must have disheartened, disheartened her. Her response was what I had sold, what my mind had created. There exists incomparably more difficult and agonizing sensory conditions, and you may be facing one. In such situations, resentment, blaming mind, and even revengeful thoughts can arise. And it may feel difficult or impossible to experience true voidness in such a case. However, even at those moments, if we can see what's arising in our mind just as it is, just as something that can arise in such a, in such a situation, neither rejecting nor acting upon it, that is, in fact, true voidness. It's like an empty sky holding everything within good or bad, beautiful or ugly, pure or tainted. Neither rejecting nor holding on to anything. That is true voidness. That is the practice of keeping our original mind. How can our original mind and an empty sky be so alike? Let's come back to the Hadu and look at it from a different angle. So far, I only talked about how our minds create human-made physical objects and all the mental objects, thereby planting seeds and receiving the effects. However, it's only half of what the Hadu, 
all things are created by the mind tries to show us. What about the earth, or the universe, or the air, or this body? Are those created by the mind as well? Then what does the mind mean in that context? And how is it related to our mind? In a broader sense, the mind means the nature. And the nature creates all things in the universe. The nature is the original source of all things in the universe and the original nature of all sentient beings. The nature is called void and calm, luminous awareness. It penetrates all things in the universe, neither arising nor ceasing, the void and calm Numinous awareness creates all things in the universe through the retribution and response of cause and effect. And we are living beings permeated with the void and calm, luminous awareness. That is our original nature, which, through the endless process of creating and planting seeds and receiving the effects, creates our lives. All things are created by the mind. I'm not saying that wounded hearts or agony are created by our minds and thus are solely the individual's responsibility. The personal pain we feel is real and could have been caused by our individual difficult circumstances. And there are lots of issues in our society that we can't turn away from and need to solve together. What I'm talking about today is that there is a way for us to gain liberation from the suffering in our mind. I think this is important because resentment is what hurts us because it's like carrying a burning fire inside us. And because issues of individuals or societies can better can be better solved when we gain liberated mind through true voidness. It's only when we become true voidness that marvelous existence appears. It's when our minds become like an empty sky that our innate light of wisdom shines. Thank you.